This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Well, I'm uh, charged with giving the charge to the candidate. And uh, it's an honor for me to do this. I, I can't tell when, <clears throat> when Pastor called and, and said, uh, Kevin would like for you to give the charge to the candidate. I just, I just thought, well, that's such an honor. So Brother Brown, all of us during the course of life have been the recipient of various titles and ranks and degrees. Some of them we got inherently just for being alive. Others we received because of choices that we've made along the way. And some of them were conferred on us by educational and military institutions. But some of these titles we bear have been given to us by the gracious and sovereign wisdom of God. And you've been blessed with a fair share of these in your lifetime, and rightly so. The first title that you were ever blessed with is the title of human being. When you were born, they said a baby was born into the Brown family. And they could have well said a human being was born into the world. And that's the first title that all of us get when, we're, when we come into this life, title of human being. And that title was accompanied by some of the very important responsibilities and opportunities that you've had. One of those, of course, was to make the right choices for the rest of your life. And apparently, you took that responsibility seriously because uh, the choices you've made for the past many years have brought you to this good place today. And we thank God for that. The second title that you got of importance was the title Christian. The best choice you ever made in your life was at age 19. When you were a college student, you were presented with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You were confronted with the fact that you were a sinner and you were on your way to hell. And the only way to escape that was to accept the work of Christ on the cross for the redemption of your lost soul. You trusted Christ as your Savior, and that changed the whole course of your life for the rest of your life. And now you're known as a Christian. And that title also came with responsibilities and opportunities. Uh, you became responsible to walk with the Lord, and you've done that. You're responsible to conform to the image of God's Son. And today we can see that image vividly etched upon your life. Amen. You were presented opportunity to serve your Savior, and you've taken advantage of all those opportunities that I know of. And then not too long after that, you entered the Army with the title of First Lieutenant. And uh, during your 26 years of active duty, you were honored with promotional ranks all the way up to Colonel. And no one questions the responsibility and the opportunities that come with such of those, those ascending ranks. 
nor would anyone dare to question your genuine loyalty to the motto of the United States Army. This will defend. You have not only been a loyal defender of our country and its liberties, but you are a true defender of the word of God and of the liberties that we find in Jesus Christ. And then you became a husband. You achieved the title of husband when a young lady, a lovely young lady by the name of Michelle from Massachusetts said yes to your question, will you marry me? Or some question similar to that. <laughs> and you placed a ring on her third finger left hand. And wow, it would take a long time to list all the responsibilities and the opportunities that came to you that that title brings to you. But obviously you wear that title well You've established a godly home where you have nourished and cherished your wife and you've brought your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And that brings me to the next title, Father. This title, Father, and the way you have carried out your responsibilities and opportunities that accompany it would be the envy of any father that's here today. God has graciously given you and Michelle six wonderful children, all of which are grown and faithfully serving the Lord today. Two of them, who are preachers, are here with this joy, at this joyful privilege of, um, to participate in the laying of hands ceremony of their father today. What an opportunity, what a blessing Amen. that's got to be. I know you've probably made some fathering mistakes along the way, but they're not publicly visible to us. John wrote, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And I know you have quoted that verse over and over and over again in your heart and your mind with great pride. But that's not the kind of pride that leads to destruction. That's the kind of pride that lifts the voice to God in gratitude and praise for what he has done. Because I know you haven't raised your family, you and Michelle, by yourselves. It's been by the grace of God. Brother Kevin and I have taken quite a bit of time here to list these titles and these degrees and ranks that you've achieved. But there's a reason why I've done that. You have handled each of these with the greatest respect, care, and diligence. There is a greater title that you are about to receive that rates far above any of these that we've mentioned so far today with the exception of Christian. And I'm confident that you will accept this additional title with the same or maybe even greater respect care and diligence as these others. And that's the title of reverend. We don't use that title a great deal verbally, but it does mean something. And uh, it's a man-made title, I'll admit, as some of the other titles that we've talked about today are. But it's the way we have of recognizing and confirming that God and his sovereign will has called you to a special place of service 
and he, that he, and he himself has set you apart for that purpose. Even the Apostle Paul ordained elders in every church on his missionary journey, setting an example for us today to do what we're doing for you. I'll be among the group of pastors, I think maybe deacons and missionaries, who will place our hands on you to identify ourselves with you in your calling from God to receive the title of reverend and set you apart for God as his minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We do not take this exercise lightly and we'd be greatly disappointed if you did. And uh, we're confident that you won't. This is a title that has been given you for the rest of your life. For the Bible says that the gift and callings of God are without repentance. God's call does not change. Sometimes the direction of ministry changes within that calling, but God's calling remains. With this title comes some of the greatest responsibility and divine opportunities that you will ever have. And for the next minute or so, I want to challenge you with these. No better advice and admonition can be given to one like you who's being ordained to the gospel ministry than that which Paul, the Apostle Paul, gave to his son in the faith, Timothy. He said this, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. That comes from Paul's second letter that he wrote to his son in the faith, Timothy, in the fourth chapter, the first five verses. In essence, there are 10 responsibilities in in these five verses that Paul charged Timothy with And here they are in a nutshell. Number one, be faithful to preach the word of God. Number two, be consistent in your stand for the truth. Number three, be brave to rebuke those who need it. Number four, be ready to teach those who want to know the truth. Number five, Be patient with those who are slow to learn the truth. Number six, be ready to defend your ministry with doctrine, not sentiment. Number seven, be vigilant at all times regarding any pitfalls in life. Number eight, be ready to suffer for Christ's sake. Number nine, Be diligent to evangelize the lost. And number 10, be sure your conduct and character prove the authenticity of your faith, of your ministry. 
And Brother Kevin, if you will execute your responsibility to the fullest and follow these guidelines for ministry, God will add his approval to your work as a faithful servant of the cross and his assistance to your ministry by the power of the Holy Spirit because faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and God's Word has had an impact on your life, as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.